Hello, everyone. Hello, Nathan. Hello. 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 Welcome to Reckless Attack, a Dungeons and Dragons deep-voiced podcast ac- actual fifth edition deep uh, again with the order. Podcast. <laughs> well, you know, you try to throw in the variables, and it just it all comes apart. Hello, I am Dungeon Master Nathan. Thank you once again for joining us here around our table on Reckless Attack. Uh, so excited to once again be playing with the extremely excellent, powerful, wonderful players here at Reckless Attack, starting with... Hi, everyone. It's me, Jonathan. What a great day. (laughs) I play Checkers, the Grung Druid, and his trusty frog pals, Mango and Junior. And Checkers is celebrating the return to Agmar from our adventure out into the wilderness. And it's just having a pretty good time of it, I think. (laughs) Like, a little bit disappointed at how things have gone. But uh, there's more adventure to be had, so not too disappointing. Why did it go so well? Yeah, yeah. right. Like uh. there wasn't more danger. I only got to run from one skeleton. At even least though we, we have like a four. giant monster to face in a couple. Yeah, days. right. Like he's got something to look forward to, you know. Yeah, exactly. But that's how I'm doing, and I'm gonna shift it over to Steve. <laughs> hey everyone, uh, my name is Steve, and I am playing Zelv Asterlin, the Dragonborn monk, who is just happy to be back. In the city and not have to deal with some weird creatures outside with all the fear and darkness and all of that. And uh, horrible not, lightning not, monsters. Yeah, yes. lightning monsters trying to uh, trying to eat our beloved sky whales. Yeah, the whole whole thing. Um, Steve said before the episode started that he's like desperately itching to hit the long rest button. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes I, need, I need to hit the not long yet. rest button. But at least now uh, we only have to deal with the fear and darkness within the city of Agmar. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's a step up. I that's guess. a known anyway. entity. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Like, that's yeah. true. That's, that's true. In, in many ways. <laughs> comfortable, uh, horrific danger. And uh, across the table from me. Hi, everybody. I'm Sophie, and I play Valeska Carter, the human asterisk cleric of the Arcana Domain. And who, boy, is she ready for some sleep? Yeah. <laughs> everyone is, well, not everyone. I think Checkers is still doing fine, but everyone is, is feeling it. Val especially would like to sleep. Yep, I would imagine. <laughs> Been walking for hours. Yep. <laughs> Has some questions, sleep questions, I would imagine, sleep as questions. well. Sleep questions, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Throw it over to the last person. Hi, everyone. I'm David, and I play Kaskrin Brightmane. The Dwarven Warlock, who is pleasantly surprised at how well this whole adventure has gone. You know, we got we got both the bones. We're bringing them back to the other bones. Like, it's a good time. And you didn't have to carry one of them. Yeah, for hours. Yeah, that would have been not impactful of your roles, but would have been impactful of the flavor. And, right? oh my god, <laughs> so tight. Self with the big brain plays. <laughs> yeah, basically. Right. Well, again, all of our podcast problems can be solved by stacking them. It's true. <laughs> An actual Just as simple as that. podcast. Exactly. Um, just be like, oh, Mothman attack? Well, we have this other problem. What if we just put this other problem on top of the Mothman? <laughs> we have this other Mothman. Let's just put the two on top. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. But here's my question. <laughs> if we were to stack the Golden Tree Adventuring Guild, what's the order of that stack? Ooh, that's a good... I have, I have a... Ooh. I have a theory. <sighs> yeah, I have... Cass a, has to be on yeah. the bottom. <laughs> 
I like to think that there would be both a frog on the bottom and the top. A frog sandwich. Yeah, yeah I, I, I actually, I imagine mango and then cast. <laughs> but mango would mango get, would so, get yeah. so compressed. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. squished. This, this yeah. is true. But you got squished a couple episodes. I think but it would of be. The, of the other options of frogs, mango is the most <laughs> likely to be able to I say no that. frog on the bottom. Yeah, I think it's got to be, be like Kaskrin petting mango and then the rest of the stack. Or like mango gets as flat as possible, and so you're only like straddling. You're not like putting your full weight. Yeah, on mango yeah. maybe. You're just standing over mango. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think mango, Cascarin, Cell, Cell, Checkers, Val Junior. Oh, I would think Val would be before. Yeah, lower yeah. than Checkers. Yeah. Yeah. Cell. I don't know if Checkers Val could like checkers. hold up Val as yeah. a problem for this like three feet of size. So. Well, we have downtime today, so we yeah. can figure that. That can be yeah. how you spend some yeah. of your Another That's team our next, building. Yeah, team building yeah. activity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone we period. are literally building a team. <laughs> yeah. A stack um, of teams. Well, guys, you have successfully made it back. Basically, you've we'll 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 give you a nice a rounding error into <laughs> into the red city of Agmar after a long day of adventuring of dramatic rescues, of ambushes, of strange otherworldly reveals, you have successfully made it back. And you've made it back in time before having to travel at night, or worse yet, having to spend the night out of doors. You are coming back on the trail from the forest, and you see a small contingent of bones, the undead centurions who help guard the city, and as you approach, you can tell that Namgar, the one of the lieutenants for the Red Guard, the Town Guard, is there holding up a torch and clearly waiting for your guys' arrival. So after several hours of travel, how does everyone look? <laughs> and how are they feel? What are the spirits uh, see as they emerge into the clearing and are able to see the Red City for the first time uh, since they left earlier that day? Val looks normal. She, I don't think got hit at all. Thank you, <laughs> Selvin Cass. Mm-hmm. She's actually still pretty tidy and like no grass stains, no blood caked on her at all. Just her five foot dark hair, clean and pristine in her braid, uh, ending at the nape of her neck. Her leather armor pristine as well <laughs> no, no grass stains on her nothing maybe like a few singes because she got close to the yeah, fire right, yeah, but it didn't fair. actually get hit um but damn does she look exhausted yeah I, <laughs> it's been a day so tired there's definitely like her eyes are red because she's been crying and she is just like worn down val's adventuring day started with mind linking with an untethered. Yeah. Like yeah. that is how <laughs> Val's day started and it just kept going from there. <laughs> it's been an emotional. It's been an emotional, emotional day, for, day for everyone, but also for Val. Yeah. I want to say Kaskrin's actually the opposite. Like he got scorched yeah. by the smoke feature. <laughs> like his skin is like a, a faint red. Absolutely. Uh, and he just got like scratches from traveling through the woods. There's just like leaves and sticks poking out of his beard. And he, you know, he looks like he has been through the ringer, just like pulling, you know, bringing these two, the bone stack through the forest. <laughs> the <bone stack. laughs> I appreciate you just very casually just yeah. dropping bone yeah. stack. But, but inside he is like 
radiant. Like, mm -hmm. we did it. We saved both of them. Everyone made it back home. Like, good job, everyone. And I would imagine, like, let's not forget, and we didn't really talk about this last episode, but something happened to Kaskarin mm -hmm. out there. Mm -hmm. There was a strange voice. There was a flash of light. Kaskarin feels empowered now and even more connected to whatever is giving him his powers. And I would imagine that that also is probably radiating a little bit more too inside of you. Yeah. You know, it's like you on top of the good feelings you feeling you are feeling, that is also definitely present. More than anything, Kaskrin is proud of all of us, of, of what we've done. He's proud of himself for being able to like get through this and it's he's feeling good. I'm also just imagining Cass's pristine white beard. Is that like weird melty bit all over <laughs> oh, on no. the outside because he got singed? <laughs> yeah. So it's just like weirdly shiny because part of it has like melted. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, black and like. <laughs> I was imagining because you talked a lot about grass stains of his white beard having grass stains yeah. on it. Yeah. Also and like dirt and like yeah. all this stuff. There's some of that like magic coral from Checkers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, still stuck. Yeah. Yeah. He like is covered in like pine tar. <laughs> like, that's, oh. that's what happened. I like that we're all just like piling on on the ways that Cass is just grosser and like yeah. we're all like no this is important that we really establish how grody Casper is right now so Selv is basically walking kind of maintaining the same speed as the group but as the walls of Agmar come into view he kind of speeds up a little bit and then realizes that he's speeding up out, a little bit outpacing everybody uh, and kind of slows back down to, to meet up with the rest of the group but He's been singed, so there's there's kind of black soot marks on his arms and, and uh, uh, maybe around his neck a little bit. You could see little small tears in his clothing where he got caught by some of the coral. But once he actually sees the city, you could actually see him stand up a little straighter. And he is goes back to more or less carrying his staff instead of using it more like a walking stick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, leaning on um, it. Yeah, so uh, Salva's has significantly brightened up at seeing the city. And both physically and mentally, Checkers is doing great. <laughs> Having a great Statistically time. Statistically yeah. doing great. Yeah, like even, even though it's pretty late in the evening, Checkers has been just kind of like bouncing around, like just hanging out, having a good time, being a little bit more talkative even than he usually is. And on the oh way, God. yeah, <laughs> on the way back, actually, he's been drawing pretty much this whole time on a piece of paper. And as they finally see the red city of Agmar, he would go up to Selv and be like, hey, Selv, look at this. And he would hand you a piece of paper that has a drawing of the untether just like face first into a bed of coral and Selv just like action flipping off of it <laughs> <laughs> uh, into safety. Uh, with a little frog face in the corner. It's like, <laughs> this is cool, right? This is very nice. Thank you, Checkers. Yeah. If, if 100% accurate. <laughs> if the Golden Tree Adventuring Guild does not have a fridge already for all these pictures, yeah. we need yeah. to go. Yeah. Oh, I'm imagining, like, each of us in our room has, like, our own, like... A corkboard. Uh, yeah. yeah. cork One wall is just dedicated to Checkers drawing. Incredible. That's actually... I We have, like, a lounge on the second floor, right? Yeah. That's just one wall. That's it. Yeah. It's just Checkers drawing. It's all... 
up yeah, there, just, proudly uh, displayed. Yeah. Right, going uh, detailing our adventures together. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys ever see Turning Red, the the new newish Pixar movie? As of as <laughs> of this, I have tried to get David to watch it, and he's like, "I'm not ready to be to be I, emotionally yeah, attacked." I That's have fun. heard that it is like emotionally devastating to to Asian people. It's uh, intense for anyone who who has ever had any sort of difficult relationship to a parent who is you know ever struggled with identity like there's a laundry list of people who it is emotionally devastating for and it's it's not exclusive where it's compounding you know where it's like if you check multiple of these boxes watch out uh <laughs> but it's really it's it made me think there maybe you've seen the gif of like the main character essentially starts writing like making fan art oh, yeah. of a boy <laughs> that she has a crush on and just you can like there's a a, a moment where she like starts drawing very slowly and then starts manically growing and like in getting getting even crazier and like going through multiple pages because she's so consumed with her desire to make art about her crush uh, <laughs> and that's what i imagine the mango energy is, is <laughs> over the course of several hours of just like oh the checkers manic, energy or yeah excuse me the checkers energy um of of creating but anyway <laughs> You guys, here if you if you flip through them real fast, yeah. it's like a movie. <laughs> yeah. I would that would be great actually if I could make a flip book of yes. of self just yeah. like jumping 100%. through the air, be like, hey, hey, hey. yeah, like five drawings or like ten drawings, it's a stack of paper. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Here we go, yep. again, done and done. <laughs> um, especially because you guys rolled so well in your skill challenges, you had you had no real distractions, nothing nothing throwing you off. So you guys approach the kind of outermost gates, and as you guys get closer everyone pretty much starts to move towards you to meet you as soon as they can see you, basically. And very quickly, there is a flurry of activity. Certainly, there are greetings, but mostly everyone is concerned to make sure the pious and the seeker are obviously taken care of, but you guys are, are kind of hustled inside of inside of the city. That was much faster getting in than last time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You guys have the VIP pass now. Um, so... As you guys are kind of getting shuffled in and you come through the gate and clearly you guys are kind of being ushered uh, down one of the main roads on this outer part of the city over to the Bones kind of headquarters barracks. As you guys are going, Namgar comes up to you guys and his eyes are wide and is clearly beaming with, with pride, with excitement, with awe and astonishment and essentially claps as many of you on the back <laughs> as he can in, in short order and says, you, you made it back in one day. Well, and, and with all of the missing bones, well done, well done, everyone. We actually found a few extra. What? <laughs> and he, in, likes, in, he in, like stops. <laughs> and just, what? Uh, bones with a lowercase b. Ah, okay. Checkers that makes sense. Ixnay on the extra bones. <laughs> <laughs> um... We'll deal with checkers on that one. You can put that in your uh, report. But you are you are back. Is everyone everyone safe? Everyone? All hail. All, all, uh, <laughs> all hail. All hail. And then you take your, you take your hammer and you kill him. God. This is like, that did not work the way I thought it would. A glorious <laughs> war has begun. And he just yeah. starts killing yeah. everyone. All yeah. hail yeah. the overtethers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, all healthy, Namgar. It's good to be back. Uh, I would like... That while Checkers was drawing, Val was just writing the report up in her notebook, <laughs> and she just like hands Namgar just like a whole notebook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, th oh, thank you. Uh, 
Usually it, it takes a little while for paperwork to get processed. There are diagrams of like the combat. Like she drew out like as best <laughs> she can remember, like each action we all took and like what the smoke creature did. And I'm <laughs> I'm imagining that Namgar would not say this, but this is way too much information and they have like a standard form. So like technically you have created more work for him to do to like take these notes, digest them, and then put them onto mm-hmm. their official forms. But he just appreciates it and doesn't. Val doesn't hasn't say gone anything. through the Red Guard training, so she doesn't know the proper right. paperwork. Yeah, exactly. So. And he, but again, this is behind the scenes knowledge yeah. of Namgar's just like. I feel like next time he's going to be like, by the way, this is our <laughs> here's, here's several sheets of our action report. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. He's just going to show up with like a binder because he knows there's going to be like 50 incident reports filled yeah, out by it's, the Golden it's, Train. It's probably one of those things where like in a normal normal onboarding process <laughs> for a new guild to the city, you would have received those and you just haven't yet. Um, or maybe, you know, maybe Berga has some stashed away and hasn't hasn't bothered to tell you about it, but. So for my own headcanon, how good at drawing is Valeska? Because I'm, I'm wondering Fairly. if there's like sketches and things throughout this. Yeah, I, I think it, she would be very good at like highly realistic drawings because yeah. part of her training at the illustrious Atheum would be diagramming cool. the natural world or like engineering diagrams, like architectural diagrams. So she's like very... There's no like artistic impression in right. this drawing. It's, it's like realistic. It's realistic. Yeah. It is matter of fact. Yeah. There's no like. It's about communicating information. In it. Yeah. And it's I, like. Yeah. I, I also. Proportions. I also imagine like the any of the combat stuff is like X's and O's. Yeah. Yeah. And, and arrows, <laughs> and it looks like looks like football plays. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you know. And then yeah. They, each they person has. There's to... like a legend where like Cass is like a little. There's a K. Like, there's yeah. A, yeah, yeah, there, yeah. Yeah. We're all we're all the O's or whatever, and there's yeah. inside each one is like a C, a K, mm-hmm. a V. Yeah. yeah. And now a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by A Foul Light Shines, a new free serial novel based on a D&D campaign. The Empire of Fire and Water has known 20 golden years of peace since the end of Agenion's War, a peace which is now in peril. When a ragtag group of friends intervene in a grotesque monster attack, they're too late to save a wounded man who leaves them with an encrypted journal and the words... Trust no one, Tyre. Can the gang find Tyre, escape the claws of more strange monsters, and uncover the lurking threat to the Empire before it's too late? This story features themes of found family and strength in diversity, and is available for free on Campfire and Royal Road. A foul light shines. Come for the fantasy. Stay for the cheese-obsessed goblin gunslinger. Hey everyone, Jonathan here with the mid-roll. If you're looking for the hottest frog memes around, join the Reckless Attack community on Discord. You can find a link to it in the show notes of our latest episodes or on our website, recklessattack.com. Want to support the show? Tell a friend or check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash recklessattack where you can get access to our behind-the-screen talkback show, as well as our new Reckless to Snacks series, where we eat snacks, hang out, and just talk about whatever's on our mind. 
Thanks so much for listening to us, and we hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. So essentially, Namgar, as you're walking, is getting the basics of like what happened, et cetera, et cetera. And you guys are all kind of shuffled back into this old manor house that serves as the headquarters for the Bones. When you guys walk into this house, and again, just to remind you, it is dark. The horrible feeling (laughs) that you have is unfortunately still there. And there's like that almost soot-like covering to every inch of this place. But you guys are met with many members of the Bones who are standing kind of in the big foyer of this building and who clearly were standing and waiting for your collective return. And as soon as you come through, the pious and the seeker are, again, kind of ushered off into a side room and are immediately kind of set upon almost wordlessly by their fellow Bones members. And for the first time, probably, or the first time that I've said out loud, um, the shield turns to you guys. Val will wordlessly like hand over the little pouch she has, the broken armbands. Just like kind of open it and show what it is and be like, here you go. Yeah, I like the idea of like he he is again, he is this large un unnormal unnormally? <laughs> Abnormally? Abnormally. Not normally sized. He's a large <laughs> he's a large member of the bones. Um, and one of the ones who really like visually stands out from the other ones. And I'm imagining this like large figure just like kind of turning on his heel and being ready to like address you guys in his kind of very dramatic way. And uh, and then you just like, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, tiny Val just being like, hey. And he looks down at the shattered remains of these two armbands uh, or the bits of them. And pauses, and then closes his gauntleted fist over them, kind of rewrapping them. You have done us a great service today. Thank you for not just bringing back my people, but bringing them back as whole as you were able. Val just nods her head. Will you be able to help the pious and reattach an armband since it is not fully off? He looks, because this is the first time that he has seen that Mm -hmm. you guys even had this. He kind of looks at his closed fist, and he looks back at you guys and says, This is not knowledge that we possess. I am not sure how best to proceed. The few times while we have been conscious and of our own free will, when this has happened... It has been out in the field and has been done in an unsalvageable way. But this gives us hope. I do not know anything about how we were created or the intricacies of the arcane works. But with these pieces, there is a chance. I am happy to offer assistance in any research or quest to find out how to fix them or just any any knowledge I can help provide to get the bones back to what 
They were. He he looks at you and, again, looks through an unlidded skull plate armor and kind of nods. The stone remains untethered. We do not know if the pious will remain stable, but if you believe there is hope, we can prolong the suffering of our brother a little longer if you believe that they will be returned. I don't know, but I'd at least like some time to see what information I can find. I will not put a deadline on you. Your assistance is appreciated. And should it go on too long, you will be the first to know. Thank you. Is there anything you guys want to do in here? Or say? Or what have you? So Checkers would definitely just go up to Val and be like, Hey, hey, uh, are we getting a rope back? Oh, uh... Back. (laughs) (laughs) It's already just like immediately, is it our rope? (laughs) Are we getting it back I love how Checkers is saying our rope when we're all, no, my rope. (laughs) (laughs) Let me rephrase that. Hey, Val. Can you get my rope back? Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's too obvious if Checkers goes up to try to steal it now. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so Val will start by telling the shield um, the net and rope that the pious was wrapped in, they said they were using it as a well on which to draw energy to maintain their, their grip on their armband and to maintain control. Do they still need that? Is there something we can provide? Or That's very interesting. I had wondered about that. We didn't need to, to tie them up or restrain them in any way. It was just something they found. Understood. I will speak to them myself as well. But I believe it would be best if they continued being able to draw from it for a long time. I will say... That he was able to survive as long as he did on that item speaks to how powerful it may be. So if you ever come across another item in this interim time that is similarly powerful, it could also serve its purpose. But for now, we would appreciate being able to continue to use it for his care. So I imagine Kaskrin has been talking to the pious basically this whole time from the the moment that we found him through, you know, the journey through the forest to now as he is being kind of like shuffled away to for for treatment, for uh, investigation. And Kaskrin has just, you know, finished talking to him, saying his goodbyes before now turning to the shield and saying, I'm glad we were able to recover both of them. You provide an incredible service to the city, and basically I'm glad everyone's okay. It is us who owe you on this day. Thank you. And as you say that, all of the members of the Bones turn to face you all. And in perfect synchronization, they all clench their gauntleted right fist and place it over their chest and you just hear the cl- like perfect 
clinking of armor as they all turn to you and salute. Why don't we leave them to what they need to do? It's been a long day. Agreed. On the way out, Val will go up to the fortunate and just say, I'm glad you're okay. The fortunate nods at you and says, I'll walk with you guys. The four of you, the fortunate and Namgar, all leave together. All to kind of go into the city proper. And again, Namgar is walking with you guys. And he he says, uh, hell of a thing. Hell of a thing you guys have done. From what I can tell, from what your stories, from the, from the bit of the report that I've read, it's a strange time and a strange creature you fought. I am sure it will be dire tidings for the city, but having you four here, I feel better. Thanks, Namgar. That means a lot. <laughs> now, I am sure you have not forgotten the um, other pressing issue here in the city. And as you guys are walking, you guys are now going through kind of the big proper gates on the side here. And Namgar is kind of, you notice, like, Namgar is kind of like, piping in and out whenever he approaches someone kind of pipes down and we'll be like when you guys are left alone we'll start talking again Vina has told me to keep you guys in the loop as to what our plans are she was sorry that she couldn't be there to meet with you she is and I don't how much do you all know about Vina and the Calvetas we met her when she came to the guild and Val will look at Cass and be like, that's all I know. I know a bit. I've read her record. But other than that, not much of the Calvettas themselves. I don't know how extensive your dossiers are, but let's just say she tries to limit the amount of time that she is with the Bones outside of public channels because, frankly, she doesn't enjoy the image of the child of a governor of the Pentarchy associating with their shock troops. I hope you understand. Bell? Like, falters. Down. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> looks at Cass like, huh? Oh. Mind like, did you know that? <laughs> yes, but it didn't seem like particularly that relevant. That is highly relevant. And this is all mine. Yeah, right, like, yeah, where yeah, Val yeah. is now yeah. mind yelling at Cass. Like, yeah, that is yeah. highly relevant information. So, Why would you not tell me that? The, so the other two of you, so, I assume you guys well, are not yeah. paying attention to whatever. Caskrin uh, uh, is like, he has like, this critical look. And then all of a sudden, everyone just sees him like put his ears. I was going to say, like, like, like once that happens, I think I think Selv's passive insight is, <laughs> yeah. probably, probably, is, is, exactly. is probably high enough that he then kind of like, like he sees, he sees Cass kind of, kind of wince and then kind of just looks over at Val. <laughs> staring and daggers. I, and I'm assuming Val is like, yeah, intently staring Eyebrows at Eyebrows up, yeah. like yeah. hands on hips. Like yeah. Val does not give you the action then, to respond to her. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, she's just talking to <laughs> yeah, you right, right now. Exactly. So and, the, and so uh, the, the other thing that Selv does, whether consciously or unconsciously, is he does not get in between, just in case you don't want that energy. Yeah, he might get hit with something. You don't, we don't yeah. know the metaphysics of this spell, so probably, probably right. best. Yeah. Um, 
but the, the other, I guess, I guess only checkers as yeah. the one who is, who is yeah. just going along yeah. happily. Namgod and I are just having a good time. Yeah, <laughs> he he is talking to all of you, but maybe only checkers is yeah. hearing right this moment. Um, and he says, uh, well, "So, first and foremost, we're taking some extra precautions over the next two nights ahead of the festival. We are calling in as many of the reserve town guard as we can. We're having people work night shifts in preparation to make sure we have the best chance." of responding quickly to this thing but we are also not changing any of the assigned guards who are supposed to be working the day of the festival Vina had a whole thing about causality and fate and and if we assign more is that good or bad it's a whole it's a whole the point is we're just whoever was working that night is who's gonna be there we're not telling any of the guards yet we're going to brief them in the night just to ensure nothing goes wrong but that brings me to you guys I don't expect that you will take this uh kindly I apologize we do not want the four of you out on the streets of Agmar tonight or tomorrow at night we know the four of you can handle yourselves against this creature. But we want to make sure that the yous that are there are healthy and able to fight. So, as much as I as I know, it may pain you. And while we cannot order you to do so, we are asking you to stay at home, to stay safe, and to be rested because we only get one shot at this. Kaskrin does that thing where, like, he he wants to be out patrolling, but the second Namgar says, like, no, I want you to stay home, it's like, oh, I can finally just, like, relax. <laughs> oh, dear God. Yeah. It's like, Val has the Ka- same reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Cass is already in his pajamas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's been stripping. They're just armor just strewn the yeah, whole it's way. Like, it's like Addy's soldier, and it's like, oh, God, finally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's definitely the vibe, is, like, a little bit of, like, an Addy is, like, you guys have done enough, and, like, we know that it's a lot to ask, but, like, we do not want you out there the next two days. Checkers would probably be like, well, I was going to do that anyway, so, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We know that we are asking a difficult thing of you. We've canceled a few things that we can. There is no pilgrimage to refuge before the festival. We thought it prudent to, especially with the members of the Bones going missing, to postpone it. We've come up with some excuse, I don't know what, um, but we are going to proceed as planned um, and hope hope for the best and hope the gods watch over this city. Val is, like, too tired to really ask a lot of questions. She has them, but she's just uncharacteristically quiet mm-hmm. it is a good plan smart we will stay inside and rest if anything does happen and you need us have somebody come by of course and this about this time is when you guys hit your guild hall Namgar kind of looks around and says alright again well done today You did good work. And the city is better 
for having you in it. And he kind of just gives you guys a nod and starts walking off. And you see him turn into Torts and Ports. <laughs> <laughs> just down the street. And you uh, see those shouts of like, no! no! <laughs> exactly, 100%. And you hear a loud, booming dog bark yeah. in the background <laughs> as a sweet boy welcomes him. Um, and and as as you're watching him go into the bar, <laughs> uh, the fortunate is there. And, and has they haven't really said anything. They've just kind of accompanied you guys. And they, before you go in, say, I'm very glad you guys made it safe. And I hated leaving you all behind but I'm glad you made the call you did we are a people who have to forge our own identities who are a shell within a shell within a shell and losing what identity that we have carved out for ourselves is among the worst things that could happen to us. And you all have made sure that that didn't happen. Thank you. And then just kind of awkwardly turns away (laughs) and starts walking. Take care of yourself. We'll see you in the morning. And the fortunate kind of gives one of those like lazy waves over their shoulder as they go back to the barracks. As you guys... Enter into the guild hall. The door swings open, and it is as you left it earlier in the day, perhaps feeling even warmer and more welcoming than when you left it. A feeling even more so of home and of comfort, especially in contrast for the wilds of today. And from deep in the recesses of the guild hall, you hear a lone voice cry out, Oh, are you back? Oh, oh, welcome, welcome, everybody. And you hear Berga calling for you. <laughs> and that, we will, then the camera pans back as the lights flip on for the guild hall and you guys all enter for a night of well-earned rest. And that is where we will leave it for this week. Hey. We're hey. Back. You're back. Great job, everybody. I was hoping it was Taroth that was calling. <laughs> I, I believe me. Like a, a flower just crashes. I, I almost made that call and I was like, Nah, we'll make it. Okay. We'll make it nicer. We're standing outside the guild hall, and, so, and Taroth just throws a potted plant yeah. to try and hit us. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Yay! Bye. Bye. Bye.